rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Y'all come on in to the final hour this morning of Rosie on the House. I've got the door thrown wide open. The couch is empty. Come on in, sit down, let's talk. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. Let's visit about what you want to get done around your household, castle, or cabin. Right here at Rosie on the House. Broadcasting from our flagship broadcast affiliate, KTAR Studio. Off to my right is my number one son, Romy Romero, been co-hosting with me for close to 15 years. And the call screener station is my wife, Sweet Jennifer. The number is one 767 Gary D. and Cassie. Our broadcast engineers are making sure we're properly aligned with the stars and the satellites and the antennas. So all of that work we put together for you, the Arizona homeowner, who we do this for the purpose of becoming your best friend. We've been answering questions on air for Arizona homeowners for 30 years. We take those questions, we scribe them, we answer them, and they all live on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. So that website becomes an encyclopedia of home ownership specifically for Arizona homeowners, whether you're below the rim or above the rim. It's specifically for Arizona. We write in five newspapers across the state of Arizona. We broadcast over six stations, nine sticks. Is that right, Romy? Ten. Ten sticks. Okay. Well, 10 a.m. FM dial locations. Okay, we're on 10 dial locations, cover 90% of Arizona's population. And uh, we do that with free information to keep you from making any mistakes about home ownership. So one of the things we do is when we move into an area, we establish a referral network. We had the referral network in Maricopa County for years and then when we launched our broadcast in Tucson, we were begged to please start a referral network in Tucson. We got a lot of funny stories about building that network. And then once we had a network in Phoenix and Tucson, the people from Pima County, kept, Pinal County kept calling us and saying, hey, Rosie, your contractors from Phoenix won't come down to Eloy or Florence or Johnson Ranch or Casa Grande. What are we supposed to do? And your contractors down in Tucson won't come up. Well, so then we started the Casa Grande Connection. So we've got contractors on our referral list. And our growing and our list is growing. If you know anybody our, you think can make it through the screening process, the, submit their names. The next person in line, once they've been approved, is, is a Flagstaff Landscape Company. Eh? Uh, so. Agassiz Landscape. Hey, that's you, right. Not approved, yeah. Well, that's right. Cats out of the bag. That's right. I, I will tell you this. the What they've shown me in this in the package submittal and the screening so they they are on the ball <laughs> they are really on the ball one of our newest members is mexican tile and stone company with locations in phoenix and tucson i'd like to reach out to susan who's our southern arizona rosie on the house rep and she is there live for a patio party they've got going on at the at the tucson showroom good morning susan 
Hey, good morning, Romy. Good morning, Rosie. Yes, yeah. I am over at Mexican Child Company at the uh, their new location in Tucson, which is on Prince and I-10. Uh, brand new showroom, and they're having an open house block party today until 3 o'clock. The uh, showroom is on the southwest corner of Prince and I-10, so take the frontage road, which is called Freeway, down to the showroom, look for the flags, and you'll see Mexican Tile and, uh, Mexican Tile and Stone Company. Um, barbecue, free food, starts at 11 o'clock, hamburgers and hot dogs, and there's going to be some sale items, and this is a one-day sale. So take advantage and come down here today. And also a raffle, cleaning kit, toolkit, murals, house numbers, spin set, and this is a biggie, design services. So get down to Mexican Tile and Stone on Prince and I-10. Uh, the raffle will be at 2 o'clock. You don't need to be present to win, but uh, get down here, get your name in the bucket for a chance to win some great prizes. And also, it's June 2nd. There's still six months of rosy tips that are available to you. So if you haven't picked up your home maintenance calendar, I will be under the Rosie on the house tent over at Mexican Tile and Stone today. And the event be, is happening now till 3. I may be putting you on the spot, Susan. This is kind of a yeah. more of a business question. But you know, you've been – you're at Mexican Tile now at a new location. You were at Omni Pools mm-hmm. last week for another new location party. And you know, to be a partner of Rosie on the house, you have to be in business five years. So these aren't grand openings. These are new locations. Um, that's correct. Are, are, that they, correct. are they so, ups? Are they both just needing more space? Uh, what, is business at booming in Tucson that much, or what? what what's going on? Uh, yeah, both of them. Um, we're looking for larger space to expand. The um, I'm actually in the backyard, the whole storage area of Mexican Tile and Stone, and it's a it's a pretty large space compared to the area that they had before. So. My assumption is both uh, Omni Pools and Mexican Tile uh, did change locations uh, because they needed more space. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate the phone in, Susan. That's Mexican Style, Tile and Stone, one of the newest Rosie certified contractors and partners in the state of Arizona with a showroom at 3351 North Freeway in Tucson, where they're having an open house party, a showroom block party today, 8 to 3, with hamburgers and hot dogs, great sale items, awesome raffle items, and a showroom also in Phoenix at Greenway and 19th Avenue. You know, it's interesting. A lot of contractors, when they've gotten established in Phoenix and they're trying to grow, will think, hey, you know, the next natural thing is expand to Tucson, the next biggest market in the state, then, you know, up to Yavapai and Coconino, Flag. But those markets don't like anything that has a, a scent of Phoenix on it. It's it's very interesting. They and and the margins are different. The business practices are different. There's very few that have locations in both that are successful and profitable. Most are out of business within a couple months. And I mean, even taking this broadcast to Tucson, I mean, it, it felt like ten years before <laughs> we really had a good grip on the market and a uh, foothold, and were accepted by the residents of the county and the city and the state it's it's and and a big part of that is just the rivalry between asu and and (laughs) u of a i i I never had a preference of one over the others it's completely unbiased um 
So it, it, it never bothered me. People, oh, how can you go to Tucson? Were you a vague country? Oh, how could you Phoenix Day-ish? I'm like, I don't care. We're go to either one. We're Arizona. <laughs> All inclusive. And Mexican Tile and Stone, I think I bought my first material from them when they were on Osborne in Scottsdale in about 1980. So they've been around a long time. Got some great products. Let's get to the phone. Allison's been on hold the longest. We've got Timothy and Ron also on hold. And we want to talk a little bit this hour about roofs and the different roof materials that you could be living under here in the state of Arizona, what you might want to be thinking about. But right now, let's find out what Allison is up to in Scottsdale. Good morning. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Wonderful. Good. Um, we just moved into a uh, patio home, and we need to redo the whole patio. We need a new surface. We need uh, shade, landscaping, um, and possibly a spa. And my question is, should I hire some kind of a designer person first to give us a plan, um, or are there companies that you know, do the plan and then do the whole job. I well, guess I'm wondering. Well, there's both. There's both. And, and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to be said for finding a company that does do the design and the building. Here's what we tell our homeowners is, look, re- regardless of what you want done at your house, chances are we've done something similar to it. And if mm-hmm. you'll just tell us what you want done, then we can turn around and tell you, here's the range of investment that's going to be required to get this done. And then in that range, we'd like to tell them, look, this is about as low as we've ever done it, and we can do it for X. But generally, when we start showing people the different features and the different things that they can have and the upgrades, we usually end up a little bit closer to this number up at Y. So we're between X and Y. Where between that scale are you comfortable investing? And then you pinpoint it for the people, and then they can design to that budget. If you get a separate designer and a separate contractor, many times the designers aren't up to date enough on the pricing and they design you a Taj Mahal and you only had, you know, a a budget for Windsor Palace. (laughs) I got it. So then how do I go about finding a company that's capable of doing the design and most of the work? how How did you know to call us? On the radio, well, because well, I listen to you all the time, so I'm assuming. I mean, I, and I'm assuming your website has it information. But would it? Do you, do you go into the detail that I would know? Yeah. Which company actually has the design services as well as? Well, you'll you'll go to rosieonthehouse.com and you'll go to select a partner, and mm-hmm. you'll plug in your zip code, mm-hmm. and you'll plug in landscaping, and you're going to get Think Green Irrigation and landscaping you're going to get cyc landscaping or the two that service the east valley predominantly they're also sunburst landscaping so you're going to be given two or three choices and what we tell people is just call them have them come out visit see who you get comfortable with they'll give you a couple design ideas and what they're thinking find someone you can develop a, a relationship with and retain them to start the design targeted at your budget and that's going to be a very successful trail to a happy ending does that make sense 
it makes total sense. Thank you so much. And you keep me you keep me posted. Let me know who you I will. Let me know who you pick and let me know how it goes. I'll be right on the other side of the phone line. You can pick up and dial me any time. Thanks, Allison. When we get back, it'll be Timothy and Ron and you if you sneak in now. With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years, and it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella Window and Doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better looking, more energy efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. Thank you for tuning in to Rosie on the House. We're doing everything we can to help you out at your home. We have Ron calling in. I think Ron's calling in for his mom. Let's bring him into the conversation. Hello. Hey, man. I'm on my, hi, I'm on my Bluetooth. Hope it's coming through okay. I got you right now. Okay. Hey, my mother-in-law lives down in Sun City, and she got this brochure in the mail about the uh, all the all the plumbing lines in Sun City that are 50 years old need to be replaced. And then uh, I understand if you put it on the market for sale, then the real estate people are saying you got to get it checked out. You get a program about redoing the lining inside the pipes. And is that just for the large pipes going out to the sewer? Is it also for the pipes under the slab? Well, it's both, Ron, but... Do you know, is this a letter that came from the city and it's actually for an insurance policy? No, no, it was some advertisement thing, I think. Okay. I, I don't remember the name of the company that sent it out. Okay. But they sent, they sent it to all the neighbors and everybody, I think. Yeah. How long has your mom been in the house? How long? Oh, your mother-in-law. 15, 15 years. Okay. And, and it is one of the original vintage... Uh, this is second, the second uh, generation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's my policy on that. There's a, there's a, in, there's a national insurance company off the East Coast that's sending those letters out. Actually, under the logo of many of the cities, saying buy this insurance and we'll replace the if it ever fails. I have a good friend, as a matter of fact, that's a regular host of the show who is in a 70 year old home and he just had to replace the entire plumbing underneath his house. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you, Ron, that I that's I, I just don't fix that until it breaks. And, and if you're concerned about it, you know, uh, Thunderbird Plumbing out on the west side of town can run a camera down there and just kind of take a look at the system and see if you've got any root incursion or uh, crush pipe or deteriorating uh, joints. Uh, 
but I, I think I tell my mother-in-law, look, let's let's find something else to worry about, or let's just not worry about anything. Okay. Well, that's a great help. I sure appreciate it. <laughs> okay. You bet. Thanks so much. Okay, man. From Sun City, we'll run up the highway to Black Canyon City and bring Steve into the conversation. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? Hey, very wonderful. Awesome. So I have a question on... Um, so I live in Black Canyon City. I have a house that was, it was built in like 1902, 1903, um, and we did a spray and foam on the tin roof. Okay. Because there was so much heat, you could literally touch the ceiling inside the house, <laughs> and it was hot. Okay. All right. Um. So we did a spray and foam on. The tin itself instead of on the ceiling. Okay, on the bottom of the roof structure, which is a sloped roof, you sprayed the tin and the roof rafters. Yes. Okay. How much foam did you apply? Two to three inches. Okay. And did you completely seal the attic, or did you leave it still ventilated? Uh, it's ventilated at the very top. There's probably an inch of room for for heat to escape at the very top. Uh-huh. And, um, and now, where where is the air coming in from, Steve? It, it has sides. It has on one side, it has uh, a side draft. Okay. Well, here's here's what we've done. We When we spray foam the bottom of a roof structure... We actually have yeah. to seal that entire attic up with no ventilation at all. But I'm not Oh really. But I'm not so sure that's the best for you. But now that you've got that done, I would tell you that if you would do what you had to do to get an R30 or an R38 blanket of insulation on top of your ceiling between your living space and now your spray foam tin roof that you would be okay. you would be incredibly happy okay really and that it would change that much it would yes it, yeah absolutely it would change that much yep okay all right then that's what that's what I'll do here's here's here, here's scientific fact to back me up when it's 115 degrees in Black Canyon City, your tin yes. roof attic is ex- is in an, in excess of 170 degrees. Okay, if we yeah. throw an R38 insulation on top of your ceiling, the heat in your attic is only going to have a 10 percent effect on your electric bill. Only 10 percent. So let's get really. Let's, yep. So let's get that R38 in there. And you're going to call me back, and you're going to thank me, and then you're going to invite me up so I can see your 100-year-old home, and, and I'll bring the steak, and you'll grill it for me. <laughs> There's actually, so uh, also on the property, there is a stagecoach stop that was the stagecoach stop between Phoenix and uh, Prescott where the stagecoaches would stop and go, get their supplies before they went up to Prescott um, back in it. It was built in the 1800s. Well, now you got to invite, now you got to invite me. Now <laughs> I'll, I'll come do a personal analysis of the property. Stop at Rock Springs, get a few pies for after the steak. Which is an old stage stop. 
Rock Springs is. Thanks for the call, Steve. We'll be right back. month here at Rosie on the house. We put together a home maintenance calendar for 2018. You can get a free copy by emailing a request to info at rosieonthehouse.com. And each month we dive deep into one particular aspect of your home. And we cover multiple ways with multiple different experts from all around the state. And because we're going into our rain season. Uh, we, we hope we, that's right. We hope we're going into our monsoon season soon. The first point of protection against that is our rooftops. So we'll be covering roofs all month long, the different types of roof uh, systems, the flat, pitched. Uh, I don't think we have teepee on the list, though. <laughs> we, I'm, not, I'm not sure we had time to cover that one this month. But all the different types of styles, systems, you know, We've got roofing systems that are at a 40 and even 50 year warranties for the material, not necessarily the install or the product, but 50 years on a roofing system that's. Or like Steve's house in Black Canyon City with a tin roof, 100 years old. That's <laughs> subject to the sun for uh, yeah. how many days of sunlight? Uh, 360. Do we have? Something like that. <laughs> So they they take a lot of wear and tear, and they, you know, they keep us dry in their first point of protection when we get our uh, our storms. Our blog for the week kind of talks about the six most popular different types of material that are used in roofing Arizona. So it kind of gives you an overall education of the types that are available, and uh, people people overestimate how expensive their attic heat is to their electric bill, but they underestimate the damage that heat does to their roof. Many times it's not only the ultraviolet rays beating down on the petroleum-based products, cooking the elasticity out of the membranes, but it's the excessive heat from inside the attic burning the bottom of the roof deck and the underlayment that also ages the roof. So people have used that for various reasons to ventilate their roof. I can tell you folks, you do not. I can I can state this almost categorically in an absolute sense. You do not ever want to power ventilate your attic. Passive ventilation is fine. Active powered fans that are pulling air out of your attic are not going to be the way to solve excess attic temperature. You're probably going to drop the temperature of the attic by sucking the air conditioning out of the ceiling of your house. <laughs> so so you're, you're not accomplishing what you think you're accomplishing. But a good ventilated attic will prolong the life of a properly installed roof. And I don't know what your preference is. I think the one of the prettiest roofing systems, and I will never own one, um, is the true Mexican hand-cast tiles. Clay tile. And chink. 
concrete mortared in. That is such a pretty look for the ranch style home. But you'll be happy to know you've picked the most expensive <laughs> roofing system and on the planet. Impossible to repair, <laughs> especially once it, it, the it, clay it, yes, yes. becomes brittle after a few summers in the Arizona sun. But done right. Man, that's a pretty look. Oh, it's handsome. There's no there's no denying <laughs> but, but that. But I will never own one or install one on my own home. <laughs> that sand casted and what and the way they make those Romy, uh, how they made them is uh, uh you would actually sit down and take the sand cast and put it on your thigh. And your thigh would be the mold. And theoretically, if you were built correctly, your thigh was bigger diameter around than your knee. So as you cast that one tile on your leg, you're automatically creating the right barrel shape and the right taper to point that uphill part. And that's how those sand cast tiles were originally made. And then they fired them and different temperatures created the yellow and the streaks of the blue and the orange. And that's part of what makes them so beautiful, all that natural earth color. And then the Mortar chinking, putting it in there just adds so much character. I think that's currently going for about six hundred dollars a square, <laughs> and a, so, and a roofing. So you square. better like it a lot. <laughs> a roofing square is ten by ten on a pitched roof, right. and even when we have parapets, the square footage of your roof is more than your home. So they go by ten uh, by squares, a ten foot by ten foot, hundred foot section. So right. your six hundred. Bucks covers 100 square feet. So what do you think of the 40-year uh, architectural-grade asphalt shingles? You know, for, I like— for, for about a fifth that price. I, <laughs> aesthetically, I mean, that's what's on my house currently, and I think they're great. I like them better than the— um, Three-tab shingles. Well, uh, um, yeah, but I was going to say, like, this, the, the California look of the— the barrel the tile. Track home. You yeah, don't like the track no, home barrel no, tile look? No, no it doesn't do a thing for you. No, 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 okay. no, no. I'd much rather the asphalt shingle. But I like, personally, uh, metal roof is is my favorite. I think it has to be. I mean, I mean, if you're just a true maintenance-free warrior. What was that guy, Black Canyon City, 100 years old? Is still up there? <laughs> I don't know how old the tin was. But, uh, true. I mean, I mean it is. It is the maintenance-free. It stays clean. Uh, it doesn't collect litter, clutter, uh, uh, tree limbs. Everything falls off of it. Uh, it's it's what everyone up north should have, in my mind. Uh, gives you a great degree of fire protection. Not complete, I will tell you, when I toured Happy no Jack. No such thing as complete. Two weeks ago, there was a metal roof sta- sitting on the ground. On, on top of a pile of ashes, everything underneath it, and the metal roof had just got kind of melted in place. But uh, I think the the maintenance free mountain home we're designing is going to be Ten masonry at least to the window sill height, and then maybe some log siding from sill height to plate height, and then a big overhanging metal roof to protect it. But ideally, it'd be masonry from foot from slab. And then just a veneer for the do a stone veneer or 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 that. So the metal roof is definitely a a great way to go. The sand cast, 
Did you see the house just down the street from the office that was wood shake that got their roof replaced? No. It was a ranch home, and it had at least 50-year-old shake roof. I, I drive by the house three or four times a day, and I look at that shake roof, and I think that I cannot believe anyone still living in that house. And it's a nice house. Well, they tore it off. Romy, it was the original slat lath wood shakes, not even solid sheeted. So that that roof went back to the 60s. And those are pretty roofs, too. Um, they are. But he, that... w- he went with an octagonal-shaped, architectural-grade, multicolored asphalt shingle, and, and it looks handsome. And when you it get looks really handsome. Those historic homes that have those old shake roofs, you know, when they started transitioning those to the rooftops, I thought, man, it just changes the look of everything. But, you know, it's just one of those things that passed in time. Now you hardly see them anymore, and you see one like, oh, yeah, I remember those. Those are nice. But you can't hardly get insurance with a wood shake. I, homeowner's insurance on a newly installed wood shake in the – at least in the lower, below the rim. I don't know about above the I, rim. I hope the roofer told that guy to call his homeowner's company and tell him to come out and look at the new roof because I'm quite sure his, his premium would down. go down. That's for sure. So we don't see many wood shakes in Arizona, and, and it's for good reason. They're, they're expensive. Uh, they're very hard to maintain. Uh, we, we lived with them through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. When you painted your home, your painting contractor would fill up a Hudson sprayer with linseed oil, and he'd walk all over the roof, and he'd oil those shingles to try and keep some amount of elasticity to them. And the theory was when it rained, they would swell and seal up to the point where it would create a waterproof barrier for you to protect your house. But the problem is we just never got enough rain. And and when you go like periods like now, or like Jim Cross said earlier, we've had one inch of rain since October, and now we're wow. entering the hot season. What does that do to a ass to a, a cedar shake shingle? You know, seven months of not a drop of water, going to a hundred plus degrees. How, how much rain does it take for it to swell back up to its original shape When you see martial arts experts punch through five boards all together, these are the ones we're talking about. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> the water content's gone. They're brittle as a pan. And they're as brittle as a... But, you know, a lot of it has to do with what people bring from where they're moving from. And did you see the report? Now Phoenix is the second fastest growing city in America. I behind, behind San Antonio. And Buckeye is the fifth fastest growing city. Oh, so they don't even include Phoenix Metropolitan. No. So how can, huh? Where's Phoenix growing? Buckeye. It's completely surrounded by other cities. That's right. That's right. So Arizona, for the first time last year, broke 7 million people. Okay. So now we've got 7 million people in Arizona. And that sounds like a lot, but take heart. That's the same size as Hong Kong. We got a little more land than Hong Kong. Yeah, we have a little more land. New York City is eight and a half million. I thought it was more. Mexico City, 21 million people in one city. Tokyo, 38 million people. Wow. I mean, can you even fathom that? 
Can no. you even comprehend that? <laughs> Good night. So Phoenix is the second fastest growing. We're adding 180 people a day, 65,000 people a year, and Buckeye is 68,000. We're we're adding another Buckeye every year at this pace. I'm having a hard time. I need to see like a Phoenix <laughs> land map. I know they've got north a lot of growth opportunity, but I don't see a lot of new developments in Phoenix where there are just that many vacant homes. Well, just that stop. They have to just stop into? and think. You growing up, how many high rise home residential oh, true. applications did you see growing up in Scottsdale? It is and going the North Phoenix area. I huh? didn't think it. There I was none. thinking homes. A resident doesn't necessarily mean a home. That's true. Yeah. Uh, when they built Crystal Point on Phoenix Country Club, it 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 really kind of started it. There were a couple downtown, but when they built Crystal Point, I think that's one of the best looking buildings in Phoenix. Um, that kind of that kind of got the ball rolling, and and now the lofts and everything else. I don't know. So vertical. I still I'm still waiting for them to build the first vertical one that has an equine elevator. On the roof. So, in our article, Rosie mentioned we talked about the six common themes, and we ended it actually with two things that aren't quite as common the solar roof tiles and the green roofs. And what I, when I see the solar roof, I think it's, it's a brilliant concept. What gets the most sun on our home than any other part? The roof. We've got solar panels up there, make it solar roof tiles, and so now your roof becomes part of your energy. I, I just, I see that as maybe not yet. That's that's a mechanical working system on your roof, and it just screams to me. A lot of maintenance, a lot of headaches. What if you've got tiles in the middle? that stopped working and producing and having to take it apart and get down to that tile and replace it and put it back. The amount of time it's going to take to maintain these, you're going to spend what you save <laughs> generating your own electricity on these right now. 10, 20 years, I think maybe a lot more practical and as we learn and develop new styles and business practices. I don't know if any of that's true. That's just immediately what I see. Your when intuition. I... <laughs> well, solar is the power of the future. There's just no doubt about that. I mean, they're even talking about putting solar collectors in subdivision streets and curves. Now, so you don't need the community array of collectors. And I'm not talking solar panels. I'm no, talking solar roof tiles. No, I know. I I'd know. still they're, put a regular roof and then solar panels on top. They're, they're starting to camouflage the collectors so where they're more architecturally appealing less, let's say less objectionable <laughs> i don't i don't know what quite what to say but uh you know you you have to the solar panels you have to try and put on the back side of the house hide them behind a parapet i mean there are very very few people look at a solar panel and say oh that's beautiful <laughs> that's a beautiful architectural feature but it is the power of the future i mean the sun is delivering so much energy to the surface of the earth and now that Every we can capture that. second of the day that, um, you know, you come up with a storage capacity for it. That's that's the next big question, Romy. Um, 
Yeah, SRP is in conjunction with somebody, and I just caught a tail end of this report, but they're building battery banks. You know? Well, I don't know. Are, are batteries really the best long-term solution for the planet? I mean, we're CFLs, <laughs> right? Everybody got on the CFL bandwagon for a little while, right? Then LED, LEDs basically put the CFL business when uh, light bulbs out of business. Batteries, I mean, uh, you're dealing with lots of toxic material in walls and storage banks that don't last forever. It's just now another place we got to find to dispose of all this waste. I, I don't know, but somebody's going to figure it out. And the sun delivers all the energy we need. Yeah. So these new creative ways to harvest it are going to be interesting to see. You know what really intrigues me on the, all the roofing systems is the last one we talked about, like a, a what they call a green roof, where it's basically, you know, you're a dirt roof. You can turn it into a garden or your lawn or... It takes obviously not every home's built to handle that weight load, but I mean go go out to any anywhere between here and quartzite. Okay. On the hottest day. Okay. Take a shovel and dig down five inches, and the temperature on top of the dirt to what's just five inches down under that is significantly cooler, and having that five inches of dirt. On top of your roof that you can now grow and have your garden space or a lawn. You know, you basically, you, you could even design it to where you could just walk naturally up on top of your roof. That amount of insulation, there is no uh, 50-year warranty on dirt you're going to have to worry <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyone with a shovel can come put some more on top. That's true. Uh, you know, it, it, but it's having a structure that could take that kind of weight and the water that you would have to add to have a, you know, maybe it's, it's a little rye lawn or maybe it's your vegetable garden. Um, you know, there's skyscrapers that they're building in the Middle East that actually have orchards on the balconies yeah. of each. So they've, they've got the structure and the technology to be able to maintain it as long as the building is built for it. And we need I, to get Romy out to see the earth ships. Oh, the earth ships? <laughs> the earth ships are all dirt roofs. I've, I've really, the first time I saw the dome, the guy that builds dome those homes. Ge- those geodesic domes. And Sedona, I thought, man, that's just, I, I don't get it. But the more I think about it and look at it, and a dome home would be a perfect one to just put a big dirt uh, from one side to the other. You could just walk over and. It, it 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 intrigues me very much. <laughs> I, I've got this concept in mind that I've been playing with on the, on the, a design. The farmer in Rose in 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 Romy. The farmer meets the geodesic home d- designer right here, only at Rosie on the house. I'm intrigued. Well, there's a lot to be intrigued about, folks. We hope we helped you here in the last four hours here at Rosie on the House. We don't want you to get scared. We'll be back next Saturday morning. Until then, you can always find us at rosieonthehouse.com.